versus Texas Tech. Here's your host, Cleon Wall. Good afternoon, BYU basketball fans. Welcome into Cougar Pregame Live, presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. The BYU Cougars are in Lubbock, Texas, facing the 25th-ranked Texas Tech Red Raiders. Those bandits of West Texas were the only undefeated team in the Big 12 when they wandered south to play number 5 Houston on Wednesday. As you can imagine, Tech came home with the loss. Here's Shed into the front court for Houston. Shed looks to go baseline. Shed leaves it for Francis. Francis, the two-hand slam in traffic. It's a 22-point lead. Thanks to Learfield Sports for the highlight. Houston hammered Texas Tech 77-54. Red Raiders head coach Grant McCaslin wasn't surprised his team lost, saying Houston wasn't going to lose a third game in a row, especially since they were playing that this last game at home. Home was also kind to the BYU Cougars when they took on 24th-ranked Iowa State on Tuesday with Spencer Johnson leading the charge. Curtis Jones has his pass up to the top pick by Spencer Johnson, driving lane, score. A touch pass from Robinson to Johnson, driving oh, scoop and score for Spencer Johnson. <laughs> we'll come back up four with it. Spencer Johnson nearly traveled to Hall, deep three. Got it! <laughs> down Hall with an NBA three! Khalifa, down floor Hall, left side, top side. To Waterman, three-pointer, right side. He knocks it down again. To Johnson, to the cutter. Richie, Richie at the rim. Yes. The score and the foul. A chance for a three-point play. Five guys scored in double figures in BYU's 87-72 victory over the Cyclones. Spencer Johnson had a career-high 28 points, but we also saw Jackson Robinson get his first start of the season in place of Trevin Nell and score 15. Jackson was not afraid to cast up shots from deep. Robinson for three, and that's good to answer. Dallin Hall will drive it to the left block, find Jackson Robinson up top. He won't take it. Now he will, and make it for three. Jackson Robinson gives BYU a six-point lead. BYU in forecourt. Johnson right corner, Robinson for three, and that's good. BYU's first win over UCF felt like a relief, but the win over Iowa State felt like a statement game, proving the Cougs can hang with the teams in the Big 12. I asked Jackson about that before today's game. For me personally, I see I see the noise that people have to say. Uh, I hear it. So I think it was a little bit of a statement game. Um, but at the same time, we were just going out ready to compete. And at the end of the day, that's what it comes down to, is just making sure that we're fo- focused on the game plan and what we got at hand. Um, so, I mean, it was a great win. Uh, Iowa State's a really great team, but I think we did a really good job of coming out and executing in a lot of a lot of ways. There's a lot of ways that we also could have improved, especially on the defensive rebounding side. Um, but I was super proud of the team for the win. You you detailed one thing in there about how you did better than maybe the first two games. What are what are some what did you notice from those first two games to those next two games that you guys saw a difference from your team and you saw improvement? Um, I think offensively we were a little bit more aggressive to push the basketball. Uh, had more pace in transition. Um, I think Iowa State had a really tough time guarding us in transition. Down Hall did a great job of just pushing the ball up the court, looking for the open man, and if nothing was open, also just getting downhill. So um, I think he did an amazing job just being a floor general, and then also our defense was was amazing. Um, I felt like it was really tough for for Iowa State to to score on us um, in a lot of ways. I think we did a great job of following the game plan that Coach Coach Figer had for us. So. I think that's kind of what led to the win. 
you personally were on a scoring tear coming in, you know, in the non-conference season. Then you you injure yourself. You it, it, Was it an ankle sprain? Is that what it was? Yes. Yeah. So you, you sprain your ankle against Georgia State. Um, it, it feels like you're still kind of trying to find your way back a little bit. Get back. First of all, I should ask, how, how's the ankle doing? Uh, it's doing better. Um, I know ankle sprains are tough. I still have a little bit of soreness, but it's nothing I can't play through. Um, and like you said, just trying to find my rhythm back from the ankle injury. Um, it's been a little tough, but, um, you know, this is the best conference in, in America. So being able to perform on this stage and find my rhythm back is there's nothing else I'd want. Have you had an injury like this before? What's what's the process been like for you trying to come back from this? Uh, I haven't been injured in college uh, thus far in my career, uh, so it was a little tough for me just having to take a few days off. It was right before Christmas break, so uh, I was informed just to to take a couple of days off, don't touch the basketball, kind of just get back into to um, you know a good headspace before going into conference, um, and you know. It can be tough just taking a break from basketball a little bit. Uh, so it was it was an adjustment, but I think I'm slowly making my, my way back to what I need to be doing. So You dropped some big three-pointers in that uh, last game against Iowa State, some some deep three-pointers. Do you feel like you're, you're close to getting back? Do you feel like you are back to where you were before you got injured? Uh, I think it just comes with confidence um, and just putting in the work every day. Um, so whether the shots dropping or not, I know that I put the work in for the shots that I take and, um, whether they go in or not, I'm still confident that it is going in. So, um, yeah, like I said, just making sure that I stay confident. You also got your first start of the season, uh, against Iowa state. How'd you, how did you find out about that? Uh, I had found out the day before just because Trev, um, had decided with our trainer Rob that he was going to miss out on this game, this last game. So, um, you know, I mean, obviously you want Trev out there on the court, um, but it was also a blessing to start. So, um, but like I said, at the end of the day, I just want to win. So that's all that matters to me. You have also gotten some extra responsibilities, bringing the ball up the floor, playing a little point guard. How was that presented to you? It, it kind of sounds like from what you've told other people that it, this started way before the past few games, I should say. Uh, yeah, I started in the summer. Uh, coach just wanted to get me more comfortable with the ball in my hands leading up into the season as we started the, the big the Big 12. So um, I, know, I know like when we were in France, stuff like that, competing against those teams, he put me at the one a little bit just to get a feel for it, get my feet wet. Um, and so, I mean, I played it in practice, things like that. Um, so I had the reps. I feel pretty comfortable doing it, and my coaches and teammates trust me to do it. So, um as long as that's the case, I'm, I'm willing to do anything. You know, we're, we're, we're halfway through this season for BYU. What's the one thing that you're still kind of working on to get better at as, you, as this season goes along? Uh, my defense. Um, I put in a lot of work just to, to, to get into the film room uh, with Coach Fennell, our defensive coach, uh, just to see my clips after each game, trying to figure out ways to improve. Um, I know it's a, a key spot that people are really evaluating me at. Um, so just making sure that those are things that I hone in on just to make sure I'm, I'm doing the right things to put myself in the best position. Do you, have you seen improvement uh, so far this season in your defense? Uh, I think so. Um, I think there are a lot of ways I can still get better, um, as can everybody else. But um, specifically, I would say my ball screen defense has been a whole lot better. Uh, me and Coach Fennell have worked on that a lot uh, the past few games as he 
thought that was something I really needed to improve on, so it's been a main focus for me, and I think I've, I've really dialed in on that the last two games. Texas Tech coming up, they just lost to the University of Houston. Uh, early thoughts on Texas Tech, what you've noticed from them, what you've seen from them as you've watched them play? Uh, they're a tough, gritty team. Um, they play really hard defense, and they can shoot the ball, um, and that's just the challenge that we want. So it's exciting just to be able to see a team like that in the Big 12 that we have an opportunity to play, and I'm super excited to go down there and compete. Jackson, thanks a lot. Thank you. Coming up next, we'll head to United Supermarkets Arena for our courtside conversation with Mark Durant. Cougar pregame live continues in a moment on the new skin BYU Sports Network. Here's Cleon Wall with more Mountain America Cougar pregame live on the new skin BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to Cougar Pregame Live presented by Mountain America. The official credit union of BYU Athletics is time for our courtside conversation with Mark Durant, who is live at United Supermarkets Arena in Lubbock, Texas. How are you doing today, Mark? Hey, hey, Cleon. Doing well. Doing well. A beautiful arena here. Big, beautiful, and uh, my first time in Lubbock and uh, this arena. And uh, another great Big 12 venue, Cleon. <laughs> I'm glad you get to be there. Lubbock's a great place to to be and to live, and uh, they've got a good basketball team, too. We'll get to them in a moment. Uh, You know, in my pregame interview, Mark, I asked Jackson Robinson why BYU succeeded in that game against Iowa State. You mentioned the Cougars were way better in their transition game, and that can be attributed to, you know, you could say better defense, poor transition defense by Iowa State, or you could also say the Cougars were just finding ways to score no matter what was going on at the other end of the court. What's the best way to keep those good vibes going when it comes to transition offense? Well, I mean, absolutely. A team like Iowa State that thrives so much on their defense and creating turnovers. Now, if you're going against them and they have a chance to set up in their half-court set, and it's going to be tough. I mean, that's, that's their bread and butter, and they're really good at it. And so you need to try and take advantage of times when when they, they aren't able to set up. And that, that comes in transition where they're off a turnover. That's ideal. Hard for a defense to get back and recover and find all the shooters. You get open looks in, in like a regular fast break off a turnover. But what you can also do, even if a team makes a shot, you can have a, a transition out of a made shot. And what it takes is someone really getting the ball out quickly. You go up the sideline, a lot of passing up the sideline. And you can, and a lot of times when when a team makes a basket, they kind of relax, right? And they're just kind of jogging down. We're cool. We just scored. If you can really get the ball up quickly, then you can get some early looks in transition. BYU is clearly at their best in transition. You get more open looks from three in transition. You got some good finishers like Richie. Richie's terrific in Jackson and in transition. So that, that's really critical for BYU. Is not. That's not that they're bad, but they're not as good in their half-court offense, and it allows really good defensive teams like Iowa State and Houston. And, you know, Texas Tech is, is not uh, quite as, as tough defensively as uh, some of those other teams in the league, but if you can get points in transition, that's where BYU's strength is. Dallin Hall felt like he was able to control the flow of that game in transition, out of transition. He had 11 points, 8 assists, 5 rebounds. Was this his best game of the year? It, it just felt like he owned Iowa State in every little thing that he did out on the court. 
Well, certainly one of them. I, I mean, the first game against, well, San, well, one of the first against San Diego State. True, true. He, he pretty much took the team on his back in the second half. So that was really good. But, yeah, I, I think it was a really good game for him. But he's been playing well. I mean, some people may want him to score more. He didn't shoot well at Cincinnati. Uh, but he, he does a really nice job this year, especially if you consider you know, early part of the season last year of taking care of the basketball. He's become very reliable of not turning the ball over. He's a great assist man. You know, if he gets more than five assists in a game, BYU will win. Uh, and, and the other thing about Dallin is he's big and strong, and, and there's so many good point guards in this league. And their strategy is, and teams want to beat up on BYU. They'd be very aggressive and get in his face and constantly bumping him, reaching and grabbing and and, and he's got a body that will allow him to kind of take that punishment. He's like a running back. You know, he's just big, strong, and he, he can deliver the hits and take the hits and keep running throughout the game. And, and to be able to do that in that kind of a physical game and not turn it over, Dallin has been really, really good. Now, if he can get more consistent with that three-point shot and be a little bit more of a threat off the dribble, he's just going to be even that much better. But I tell you, BYU is just should be so grateful for for Dallin Hall because for him to run this team in this league you need a guy just like him a real bulldog he kind of reminds me of uh, Nate Call back in the early 90s just a big strong bulldog guy that's going to find a way to beat you and uh, similar similar type players and in BYU just has to be so grateful for for Dallin Hall you know if he can make some threes and score a little bit for you that's a little bit of gravy but for him to just run the team take care of the ball not turn it over that's his essential role he's not the quickest guy in the world but it seems like he finds ways to get downhill whether that's through screens or other ways so yes it is it was really good to see him play well and to do so many good things well spencer johnson scored a career hard 28 points against iowa state it it kind of felt like he knew trevanel wasn't going to be playing in that game he stepped up his game spencer has struggled shooting the rock this season making 44 percent of his field goals 33 percent of his three-point attempts i guess maybe i was just spoiled last year when he made 50 percent of his field goals what does this team need from spencer for the rest of the season that really was a terrific game, Cleon. I mean, that, that's, one I think, one of the better performances in college basketball this year with the, the points and the rebounds and the assists. And I think you're exactly right. I think he felt like, well, Trevin's not here. I need to, to shoulder some of that scoring and responsibility without Trevor in the, Trevin in the game. And he, he may have to do that again tonight. You know, I think Greg just tweeted out, and we just learned that uh, Noel Waterman uh, it did got hit hit in the head in that uh, Iowa State game and has not passed concussion protocol so he will not play and so once again you're down and it does look like though that Trevin and Fusini might play at least some so you're getting some back but you lose another guy and it's just been one thing after another for this team but they've responded really to it really well to it and, and what, what we're talking about Spencer is exactly how you have to respond as a team to just when you lose someone important, you just say, "I got to, I got to do more. I've got to be better." And I think the whole team was better against Iowa State. And even so, even though you you're out, arguably two of your best players with Foose and and uh, Trevin, you still had one of your best games of the year because guys stepped up and, and played really well. And you have the depth to absorb some of these things. But man, it would be nice to get everybody healthy and playing <laughs> at the same time. Yeah, no that that is that is true, and it's good to see, good to hear, good to see from Greg that Trevin could play in this game, and so could Foose. They're going to need uh, they're going to need them as much as possible. You know, 
Greg, Mark, I, I really don't have anything else. I, I just want to make this statement. Maybe you can respond off of it quickly. You know, I love this league. Every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Saturday, I'm checking my phone for scores to see how everyone's doing. Kansas right now is tied with WVU at the half. Texas sinks a lean-back layup to beat Baylor after the Bears had tied the game up at, uh, with a three-pointer late in the game with like five seconds left in the game. Iowa State wins one at TCU. Mark, I'm loving this league. I, again, I have no question. I Maybe I just wanted to state the obvious and get your thoughts on it, too. This league is a little bit drunk right now. I mean, you just <laughs> what, what's going to happen? You have no idea. You got, you know, I think who, who scored uh, 42? Oh, was it UCF scored 42 in their game that you mentioned, 42 to 57 against Houston? And then Kansas, Kansas and West Virginia each had 51 in the first half. So they scored more points in the first half than those two teams scored in the entire game. And it, it's just crazy. And, and teams, you know, who knows who's going to win any given matchup to, uh, in this league. Uh, TCU go, goes down to Iowa State today at home. And so there's just no gimmies. You just come out, enjoy it, play hard, and see what happens because the games are close and, and they're hard fought, great environments. I mean, to me, it's really just the heart of college basketball, right? This league is the, is everything good and right about college basketball. It's fun to be a part of it. Mark's thank, Mark, thanks a lot, or Mark's thanks a lot. Maybe I'm just going to call you Mark's from now on. Sorry about that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I dig it. Mark, thanks a lot. Enjoy, uh, we'll enjoy your call here on, uh, on the Cooper Sports Network. Thanks, Cleon. Always a pleasure, my friend. No problem. Go to BigOtires.com and make an appointment at one of 50 locally owned and operated Utah locations. Big O Tires, the team you trust. After a quick timeout, we'll look at some other scores in college hoops. You're listening to Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin BYU Sports Network. With more Mountain America, Cougar Pregame Live, here's Cleon Wall. Welcome back to Cougar Pregame Live, presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. We're getting you ready for the BYU Cougars and the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Again, news out of Lubbock shows that Trevin Nell and Fuseni Traore could play tonight. Noah Waterman, though, will not play tonight as he uh, he did not clear con- concussion protocol. Uh, Greg Rebell will have much more on that coming up in the next few minutes. Wild day in the Big 12. I know that's not a surprise to anyone right now. Uh, Kansas and West Virginia playing in Morgantown right now. The Jayhawks have a 57-55 lead with 15-15 left to go in the second half. All the other games are final. Fifth-ranked Houston beats UCF 57-42. Houston now 3-2 in the Big 12. Ninth-ranked Baylor falls at Texas. Texas makes a basket with no time left to beat the Bears. The Bears had just tied that game up with five seconds left, and then Texas drove down the court and got the game-winning shot. 15th-ranked Oklahoma goes over to Cincinnati and picks up a victory. They beat the Bearcats 69-65. to Oklahoma now 3-2 and in conference. Cincinnati now 2-3 and in conference. And then Iowa State, they overcome the depression, the loss at BYU, whatever you want to say. The Cyclones win at TCU today, 73-72. to 
Iowa State now three and two in conference. TCU is now two and three in conference. NFL playoffs going on right now. The Baltimore Ravens have a ten to three lead over the Houston Texans. Texans, excuse me. Nine fourteen left to go in the first half. Coming up next, we'll send you to Lubbock, Texas, for the Cougar pregame coaches show. And Greg Rebell, you're listening to BYU basketball on the new skin BYU Sports Network. This is the Zions Bank Cougar Pregame Coaches Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Zions Bank, for 150 years of helping you succeed, Zions Bank is for you. Let's take you courtside and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good afternoon, Cougar basketball fans. Welcome courtside inside United Supermarkets Arena in Lubbock, Texas. As today, the BYU Cougars play for a third consecutive Big 12 Conference win. It's the 20th-ranked Cougars taking on the 25th-ranked Texas Tech Red Raiders. BYU visiting Lubbock for the first time in nearly 30 years. A pair of 14-3 teams going head-to-head here in West Texas. BYU 2-2 in the Big 12. Texas Tech tied for the league lead coming into the day at 3-1. I'm your play-by-play commentator, Greg Grubel. With me is my 27-season broadcast partner, Mark Durant. Mark, it was a week ago today that BYU picked up its first-ever league win at UCF. The Cougs followed that up with a huge home win over Iowa State. The way it looks even better after what Iowa State did today at TCU. So the Cougs are in the mix right now. Uh, there were seven two-and-two teams in the Big 12 when the day began, and BYU was one of them. I think we've seen enough to believe that BYU is going to be and is competitive in this new league. Yeah, you know, I get a lot better looking the older I get, and this BYU team looks a lot better the more they play in this conference. That's the thing I really like about this team is every game they've gotten better so far, and that Iowa State game was the the coup de grace. I mean, they played one of the best basketball games of any team in the country this year, and Spencer Johnson was a superstar in that game. And so not only do they belong in this league i think they can compete at a high level in this league not only can they survive in this league i think they can thrive in this league i just hope to continue to see that progression here because they're going to have to play really well against the red raiders all right he is mark durant the other mark mark pope we'll hear from him after this as the zions bank cougar pregame coaches show continues live from lubbock on the new skin byu sports network Time to hear from BYU head coach Mark Pope as we return to the Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show. Here's Greg Rubel. From United Supermarkets Arena in Lubbock, Texas, it's another top 25 matchup as BYU visits Texas Tech. The Red Raiders 10-0 this season in their 15,000-seat home. Big crowd expected for the first meeting between these two programs in more than 28 years. BYU leads the all-time series three games to one, splitting games in Lubbock in 1969 and 1995. BYU coming into this game off of back-to-back wins. Texas Tech, meantime, losing at Houston on Wednesday. A setback that snapped a nine-game winning streak. Time now to hear from BYU head coach Mark Pope. Our conversation brought to you by Zions Bank. For 150 years, Zions Bank has been serving the communities where you live, work, and play. For financial experience you can count on, for the next 150 years, Zions Bank is for you. And today, Coach Pope talks about the relentless grind that is Big 12 basketball as the Cougars lace him up in Lubbock. It's fun. This is one of the great venues um, in this league, and so it's uh, super exciting. All right, what are some of the main to do items in a scout on Texas Tech? Well, the, the first thing is dealing with this environment, right? Um, this is a team that has the potential to go on some runs. This gym has the potential to get really, really rowdy. And, uh, you know, us kind of pulling inward to each other is going to be really important, even in the tough stretches in the game, which are sure to come. 
And so that's number one. And then schematically, you know, uh, keys rarely change, but transition defense is something you really have to handle with this team. They're not prolific like Kansas State. They're just super effective, and they can score in a lot of different ways in transition. Uh, Our ball screen defense is going to be absolutely imperative, um, which it is every single night. Um, And then for us being there on the catch, this is a team the right guys can really, really shoot it. Our ability to be there on the catch is going to be challenged. not just in a different way, uh, not just in the normal ways, but this is a team that runs a lot of staggers, a lot of single uh, single doubles or single triples even sometimes. And so you spend your lot, uh, a lot of time navigating and chasing through multiple ball screens to be there on the catch. Um, so that'll be a huge challenge for us tonight. What about their defensive style keeps their foul total so low? Yeah, you know, they're really interesting. Um, you know, this 22 is a elite-level presence at the mm-hmm. rim. And Seven foot Warren Washington. Yeah, and he's really, really vertical, and he's really, really mobile. Like he covers ground. He's really agile, and so um, he saves them a lot. Like he keeps them out of a lot of trouble. And then, uh, you know, they're very much. You know, they're not going to really extend the defense. They're not going to get into full court or throw a bunch of changing defenses. They haven't done that in the past. They're just really, really solid. And then clearly, it's a huge point of emphasis for them to guard you and contain you in a way where where they're not fouling uh, just based on their numbers. They're really skilled. They also have elite-level defenders um, at all five positions. They really have elite-level defenders um, one-on-one. They're probably, you know, in the top three or four teams defensively we face in terms of being able to guard one-on-one. And, they, and the way they do it in a really measured manner, I think, keeps them out of harm's way. Houston got after him pretty good a few nights ago, but Texas Tech had won nine in a row before that game. Yeah, you know, they're they're still in first place in our league, yeah. right? Um, so this is, a, this is an absolutely terrific team, and, and uh, um, they're well put together. And Matt does unbelievable. He's a terrific coach. And, and uh, so this is what you want, man. This is, this is what we signed up for. And we would, we would there's nothing we'd rather be doing right now than playing this game at Texas Tech yeah. uh, against a great team in front of a great crowd. Jackson Robinson will stay in your starting lineup tonight? Yeah, Jackson will stay in the start. Uh, Trev is doing better. He actually practiced almost a full practice yesterday, so we'll probably throw him out there tonight and, and see how it goes going full, full speed, full intensity. Uh, but he's doing really well, so we'll, we'll hopefully he'll be back in the mix. So Trev's cleared and available. How about Foose? Because he warmed up uh, before the Iowa State game. He didn't use him and hoped not to use him. Yeah. So a few days closer, is, is he also cleared and available for you? Yeah, so we, we feel like maybe he tweaked his hamstring maybe a little bit on the Thursday practice before UCF. And kind of we kind of tried to work through it. And then we got to literally it was a it was a I didn't get the green light for him until we were actually announcing the starters at Iowa State. And and so just out of precaution, we kind of my worry, we just kind of held 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 him off. And the foul game worked out where we could actually do it. Um, but I think he's several days closer now. So um, I'm feeling more comfortable. And if we get the, you know, a lot of it depends on how loose he feels in warm ups and. If he feels loose and good, um, then then we'll use him tonight. Uh, maybe a game time decision sure. with him. Yep, yep. Well, Coach, great preview. Thank you. We'll talk to you post game. Thank you, my friend. Appreciate it. All right, that is Mark Pope. Uh, personnel notes. Uh, at that time, we did not know that Noah Waterman wouldn't play tonight. 
He was pacing to play, but took a knock against Iowa State. Did not recover enough in time to get cleared for tonight. So no Noah Waterman for BYU. So the injury woes just don't stop for BYU. Mark, it's really impressive what BYU does with so much lineup uh, or lack of lineup continuity. I mean, no one's healthy at the same time, it seems. And now Noah's uh, the latest missing piece. Well, you just have to do what you did against Iowa State and, and have guys step up and play better and bigger, and uh, they're going to have to do that, especially on the boards without Noah Waterman. All right, time for the keys to the game now, brought to you by your local Ford stores. BYU basketball built Ford Proud. Mark Durant, what are your keys for today? Well, I think you're going to need to shoot well from the three and make at least 11 threes. So three, 11 three-point makes, and then... Your bench is getting a lot smaller, Greg, but you're going to have to have some production. I think 20 points off the bench, whether Trevin or Foose or Atik, you got to get 20 points off the bench in this one. That's going to be a tough one to get. Those are Mark's keys to the game. As we go to break, we remind you to go to BigOtires.com and make an appointment at one of 50 locally owned and operated Utah locations. Big O Tires, the team you trust. The BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show coming up next, live from Lubbock on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Tip-off show is also brought to you by the BYU Creamery, the classic taste of BYU ice cream, now also in a convenient pint. Also brought to you by Siegfried and Jensen, helping Utah families for over 30 years. Let's head live to the All-Pro Capital courtside seats alongside Mark Durant. Here's the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good afternoon once again, Cougar Nation. Welcome back inside United Supermarkets Arena, the USA, in Lubbock, Texas. Today is 14-3, BYU 2-2 in the Big 12, visiting 14-3, Texas Tech. The Red Raiders 3-1 in league. BYU 4th in the net, 9th in Ken Palm. Texas Tech was 39th in net, 33rd in Ken Palm. Another quad one game for the Cougars today. Another chance for a precious Big 12 away win. BYU also playing for back-to-back away wins for the first time in nearly three years. This is the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show, brought to you by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Greg Rubel and Mark Durant with you for play-by-play and commentary. Our studio host is Cleon Wall. Our coordinating producer, Terry South. Control board operators are James Finlayson and Ethan Arkell. And our studio editor is Maya Tippett. Our BYU radio engineer, Barry Squires. And you are listening to us on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Our satellite radio flagship is is, uh, Sirius XM. 143 BYU Radio and over the air it's KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM we're also on the BYU Radio app and BYURadio.org great way to sync up with the TV signal well BYU passed the halfway mark of their regular season slate Cougs are 17 games into a 31 game regular season schedule so we know pretty much most of what we need to know about this team but they still find ways to surprise and impress us and Tuesday night against Iowa State was the latest example. BYU was down two pretty important players in Trevin Nell and Fuseni Traore. They played with basically a six-man rotation and they took apart one of the best defensive teams in the country. BYU won 87-72. It had been, Mark, almost three years since the Cyclones last allowed 87 points in a game. And it wasn't even that close. I mean, they scored the last nine points after the game was decided. So BYU thoroughly destroyed the Cyclones in the second half and of course, it was Spencer Johnson. He stepped up his game, played one of the best individual performances in college basketball this year is what Spencer did. And Dallin was terrific. Yeah, that kind of defense. And for Dallin to play that way and take care of the basketball was phenomenal. But the whole team contributed. It was a real team win, and they had to come together with the with the loss of uh, Trevor Nell. So really, really nice performance for, from BYU. And, and they're getting better. Like I said, they're getting better every game. 
I liked how they attacked. I liked how they didn't just rely on the three. They were really aggressive at the rim. They were the aggressor in that game. And Iowa State doesn't really have a great rim protector uh, tonight. You've got Warren Washington, who is, so it might be a little bit more difficult. But I think that attitude of just taking it to Iowa State, especially in that second half where they'd struggled all year long, they, they turned the tables and, and really showed what they could do in the second half. All right, coming up after this short break, we'll hear from Texas Tech radio play-by-play man Jeff Haxton as the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show continues live from United Supermarkets Arena in Lubbock, Texas on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It is the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show ahead of BYU and Texas Tech. Fifth all-time meeting between these two programs, but the first since 1995. Texas Tech won that game 81-71 in Lubbock. Two years prior, in 1993, BYU played the Red Raiders in Provo. They won that game 84-74. Mark Durant, you contributed five points and three rebounds, helping to beat the Red Raiders that day. Solid, solid performance. Role player, you know, go mix it up a little bit. BYU would have only won by five if you weren't on the floor that day. (laughs) I I recall being the difference maker in that one. I do. (laughs) This year's Texas Tech team was picked eighth in the Big 12 preseason poll after a 16-16 season last year, including a 5-13 Big 12 record. But under new head coach Grant McCaslin, Red Raiders off to a stellar start. 14-3 overall, 3-1 in league. Their first conference loss came three nights ago at Houston. Short time ago, I spoke with Texas Tech radio play-by-play man Jeff Haxton about the end of the Red Raiders' nine-game win streak and how they look to bounce back against BYU. Well, I think there were a lot of not very good teams that were involved in that nine-game win streak, and you really took care of your business. You um, have overcome a huge loss in Devin Cambridge, who was one of the best players, best athlete on the team, lost him due to an ACL. So I would say keeping it together and finding almost a new identity, losing your stretch forward that could hit threes and play defense and finish at the rim. The emergence of Joe Toussaint as a leader happened during that time. Kerwin Walton, who did nothing on this team last year, has turned into a sniper. I mean, it's amazing to watch him play right now, hitting over 50% of his three-pointers. His uh, Ken Palm numbers are through the roof. Um, And then just, just playing hard under a new coach. There's so much newness around here this is my eighth year and third coach and they clean they cleaned house there's one or two that stayed from the previous regime so just learning everything that's been the biggest thing through this first 17 games now that you're into the new look big 12 how much does it feel like same old same old and how much does it feel a little bit different it feels different in the fact that when we had kansas state in here and we're down 12 with five minutes left. I said, they're going to come in here, they're going to win, and we won't have a chance to reciprocate. We're so used to the home and home where if you do have a stumble, you got another chance at them. Well, it turns out we go on this huge run, win by one, and now we don't have to go back to the octagon of doom. Awesome, right? So those are huge new things that we're all trying to process we only only have kansas once they come here uh we only have iowa state once we go there that to me is the biggest thing and then watching the success of the new four has been like cool but at the same time you're like dang what are we gonna do now you know thought we might have a little off night with ucf no 
there are no off nights at all. And it's been um, really interesting to see how already the best league in the country has gotten so much better with the addition of the four new ones. And then we got four more next year. What does it mean to have BYU in the league, and what do you think of this Cougar team that you've been looking at? Man, I've, I think, you know, I've been watching, I'm 45 years old, and watching sports for, you know, 38 years, um, the sports landscape. I'm originally a Big 8 guy, then a Big 12 guy. Never wanted this league to dissipate, and it was close sometimes. And it felt like, uh, this is it. This is going to be the end of the Big 12. And then with the addition of those four, it's like, no, no, it's not not the end of it. As a matter of fact, it's a new beginning. I love continuity. I hate the fact that OU and Texas are leaving. But if that means they get to go and we get to stay a thing and still know our brethren and develop new brethren, you're going to love Kansas City. All the play-by-play guys go out to eat the night before the tournament starts. It's a tight-knit group. It's a tight-knit family. And BYU has helped that stay alive. So I look uh, on the Cougars as a uh, godsend and love the fact that y'all are in this league because we all get to keep doing what we're doing and we're not doing it with Kansas in the Big East, with Texas Tech and some kind of Mountain West conglomerate with the remaining back 12 teams. That's why I'm excited about these additions. Jeff, I appreciate your perspective. Have a great call today. Thank you. You too. You're going to have a blast out here. All right, that is Texas Tech radio play-by-play broadcaster Jeff Haxton. BYU fans, if you've had any cars on the injured reserve list, Doug Smith Kia has some promising new prospects on their lot in American Fourth. To see the full scouting report, visit DougSmithKia.com. The cowbells are ringing here in Lubbock. The BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show rolls on after this on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show. Let's rejoin Greg Rubel. Greg Rubel, Mark Durant with you courtside. United Supermarket Serena here in Lubbock, Texas. Red Raiders on a 10-game home win streak. They lost their regular season home finale last season. They've won all 10 home games since. BYU today playing for a third consecutive conference win. Last time BYU won three straight regular season conference games was two years ago. BYU beat UCF, San Diego, and Portland in consecutive games. BYU comes into today's game still leading the nation in assists per game and three-pointers per game. BYU second in scoring margin, second in assist-to-turnover ratio. Mark, there are a lot of great teams in the Big 12, and they're really hard to guard, we're seeing. But BYU is hard to guard in its own way. Anytime you lead the nation in anything, you're a problem for the opposition. Uh, BYU is a problem. They're tough to game plan for because it's, it's relentless, right? They, they shoot the three so well, so you constantly have to be intense on stopping the three. But then they've got such a great passer in Ali Khalifa, and they cut so well. So now you've got to be so intent on stopping the cutter. That puts a lot of pressure on you. Then they're so good in transition. Even on a made basket, you can't relax because they're coming up the sideline, attacking, attacking, attacking. It's just a relentless offensive attack, and not a lot of teams have the focus to be able to stop that consistently. And BYU's been super successful because they just keep coming at you. All right, a final word before tip-off is coming at you after this. On the new skin, BYU Sports Network. 
The BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show rolls on. Here's Greg Rubel. And from Lubbock, let's pause 10 seconds for station identification on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is BYU Radio on KBYU FM HD2 Provo. You are listening to BYU Basketball on BYU Radio. All right, so reiterating the injury situation, good news, bad news for BYU today. The good news is Trevin Nell and Fuseni Traore should both be available for, for some minutes for BYU. Both missed the game on Tuesday. The bad news is Noah Waterman didn't get ready to play after taking a knock in the Iowa State game on Tuesday. And so what that means is Richie Saunders slips into the starting five. It's his third career start, and that means only Spencer Johnson has started every game for BYU this season. Yeah, well, what's a tough situation for Noah? It's a great opportunity for Richie to really step up and show what he can do. He's played well, but it's just tough. Noah, I thought, played a terrific game at Iowa State. He's such a good rebounder. You need all those kind of guys in these types of games. So really a big challenge for Richie. Tip off of BYU and Texas Tech coming up next. You've been listening to the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.